podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to fight with your boyfriend. Fight, 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 fight. So this is going to be about verbally fighting and not about actual physical fights, although I have some great tips for that as well. I'm a champion wrestler in my relationship and my secret is eye gouging. But anyways, this is about how to have healthy arguments with your boyfriend instead of abusive ones that make your relationship much worse. So anyways, before we get started, I wanted to share with you a review that I got recently on my podcast in iTunes. It's from Kelly RH and she wrote, Amber has such great insights into our dating lives and she's such a great coach. This podcast is an amazing resource for every woman who's struggling in her dating life and wants to feel better, enjoy dating more, and get better dating results. Love it. Thank you so much, Kelly, for your review. As I told you guys, it means so much when you leave a review for me because my views or my plays on my podcast go up so much every time somebody leaves a review. And so if you have even just one minute, if you could just go on your phone and leave me a review, it would be so greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. All right. And then another thing I want to tell you is I just got on Quora the other day, well, yesterday, and I posted four answers to four different questions. And one of the questions was, what is the cutest thing your significant other has ever done for you? And I wrote a little story about something that my boyfriend did for me once, and I'm going to read you that story at the end of this podcast if you're interested. I won't put it in the beginning because obviously you clicked on this podcast to learn how to fight with your boyfriend, but I will share it with you at the end. And I was so shocked. Every time I check, I have like thousands more views on that uh, answer for that question and like hundreds of upvotes. And it just like took off and like didn't go viral, but (laughs) it's getting like a crazy amount of views and upvotes. So I will share that with you at the end of this podcast. All right. So let's talk about fighting with your boyfriend. And I'm going to demonstrate my point through an example. Let's say that you are at your anniversary dinner with your boyfriend, and then you see him look over at a really attractive woman and like, Look at her for a little bit too long. And immediately you feel jealousy and anger. You're like, what the fuck? So when something externally happens, like your boyfriend looks at another woman, and then you immediately feel angry or jealous, your brain will automatically think, okay, that can never happen again. (laughs) So something happens externally you have an immediate emotional reaction and you think what caused your emotional reaction is the thing that happened. But what most people don't realize is that between those two things are your thoughts about the thing. So he looks at another woman and you have thoughts like, that's so disrespectful. He's not attracted to me. Why is he looking at her? He could be looking at me. I spent two hours on my outfit. What the fuck? (laughs) And those are the thoughts that are creating your jealousy or anger in that situation, not the fact that he actually looked at another woman. If you had different thoughts about that same situation, you'd have a different emotional response. So if you looked at another woman and you thought to yourself, oh, he's probably checking out her outfit, it's so nice. 
or, oh, you know, guys are guys. What are you going to do? You don't really take it too seriously. Or, oh, he's probably looking at her because he finds her attractive. But, hey, I also think other guys are attractive. It's not a big deal. Those kinds of thoughts are going to create a different emotional reaction inside of you. And so the first thing we need to do is look inside when we have a negative emotional reaction and discover what was triggered in us. So in that situation, you might have been triggered in a way where it brought up some insecurities about the way that you look. Or maybe it brought up some insecurities about relationships in general, like you feel like it's a threat to your relationship if your boyfriend is attracted to other women. And so the way that you find that is by looking at the thoughts that you're thinking about that situation. And so this is really important because automatically when you do this, you take responsibility for your emotions. And when you do this in your relationship, when any time that you feel emotional discomfort and you think it's your boyfriend's fault and you look at yourself and see what was triggered, your relationship can be the best personal development program you've ever been through because it brings up all of that crap. And so the important thing to remember is that when your boyfriend does something and it upsets you, all he did was trigger something that was already inside of you. He didn't give you jealousy. He didn't give you anger. He triggered the angry or jealous thoughts that were already inside of you. So, for example, in my relationship, over and over again, I was triggered to feel jealous. And in the beginning of our relationship, every time I felt jealous, I would shout at my boyfriend and tell him, don't do that again. I don't like that. That's not okay. And as the relationship went on, I started to realize, like, wow, like, other people would not feel jealous in those situations that I feel jealous in. Like, this is obviously my problem. And I also hate feeling jealous, so I decided to look inwards and see, like, how can I actually take responsibility for this and resolve it internally so that this doesn't come up for me anymore, so that I'm not constantly triggered by every single thing that he does. And that was really challenging for me in our relationship, and my boyfriend doing the things that would make me feel jealous were like the biggest blessings because every time it brought up a new layer of insecurity in myself that I could resolve. And now it's been months and I haven't felt jealous in a really long time. And that was like something I could never imagine for myself before. And oftentimes during the relationship, I would ask myself, like, is it worth it? It'd be so much easier if I were single and then I wouldn't have to care and I wouldn't feel jealous because I wouldn't feel vulnerable and I wouldn't have to deal with all of these insecurities that are coming up for me. But now that I've come to the other side, it was so worth it to confront all of those insecurities within myself and actually have a chance to resolve them so that I don't have to be afraid of them coming up anymore and I can actually love my boyfriend more deeply and with less fear because I resolved some of the big insecurities that I felt within myself. And that's how I am able to create podcast episodes like the one about the fear of getting cheated on because that's something that I resolved for myself. So he does something, it triggers something in you that brings up thoughts or insecurities. 
then what you do after that is you communicate that to your boyfriend. So instead of rushing and immediately telling him what he needs to do differently to make sure that you don't feel bad, you tell him what got triggered in you in a really honest way. Like, sweetie, when you looked at that other girl on our anniversary dinner, it made me feel like I wasn't good enough or like she was more attractive than me, even though I spent so much time getting ready for a special dinner, like whatever happened inside of you. And so most likely he will probably not understand because he was probably not thinking any of those things. He wasn't thinking, oh God, that girl is so much more attractive than the girl that I'm sitting across from. I'm just going to look at her instead of my girlfriend. Like probably none of that was going through his mind. So he might be quite surprised by what got triggered inside of you. So in some situations, that's actually enough. You just honestly, vulnerably share what got triggered inside of you. And if your partner just holds the space for you and compassionately listens to you, he doesn't even have to say anything sometimes. I know a lot of boyfriends get into fix-it mode, and so you could even tell him, like, listen, I'm not telling you this because I need you to fix something for me, but I just want to let you know when that happened, it triggered some of my insecurities, and I just want to share that with you. And you might not say that at your dinner, or you might have to bring it up immediately if you're, like, too bothered by it, but the point is, sometimes just expressing that can be really healing. And then the next step for you might be going home and looking inwards and doing some self-help exercises, listening to a video, a podcast, reading a book, whatever you have to do to start healing that part of you that felt hurt or triggered in that moment. So that might be one solution. But then in other situations, even when you look inwards and you see what got triggered in you, you might still decide, you know what, I really think here I need to set a boundary. So another example from my relationship with my boyfriend, when I first started doing dating coaching, when I would coach men, I had this really great idea that I would go on practice dates with them so that I could see what they're like on a date. And I could give them tips and tricks to improve it. And I did a couple of those and they were really fun. But obviously these were guys who were struggling in their dating lives and they were not at all trying to hit on me. And from my perspective, I knew this is not at all romantic. It's called a practice date. They would never even like touch me or poke me or anything like that. They really wanted to know how to get girls that were not me. (laughs) So I knew from my perspective that nothing romantic was happening. I had no feelings for the guys that I would go on practice dates with whatsoever. But my boyfriend was really triggered by this and he created a boundary that, you know what, that is actually something that I'm just too uncomfortable with. I don't want my girlfriend to go on dates with other people. And so we came to a compromise that I wouldn't do that anymore and I would find other ways to help those people. And so if you looked inwards, you took responsibility, you saw what got triggered, you communicated that to him, the first option is to go home and do your own self-help and just heal that part of you that's hurting. And then the second option is to talk about solutions and come to a compromise. So that's what we did in that situation where either a boundary needs to be set or you need to just discuss some solutions to this issue. So many people, when they're fighting with their boyfriend, spend 80% of the time talking about the problem and maybe 
let's scratch that, like 99% of the time talking about the problem and you do this and I hate when you do that and it makes me feel this and blah, 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 blah. And it's important to define what the problem is and what is challenging for you. But I would say spend 20% of the time talking about the problem and 80% of the time talking about the solution to the problem. And so if sometimes the solution is you doing your own inner work and sometimes the solution is something that you guys decide together to change within your relationship. Now, when you are discussing the problem or the challenge in the relationship, one tip I have for you is to not use language like always or never. You never take the trash out. You never buy me gifts. You never think of me. You always forget. You always do that. That is so disheartening to the person who's hearing it, and it's also never true. I know in times when I've been confronted on things in relationships, when they said, you never do this, and I remembered the two times that I actually did do it, I was so upset because I was like, you forgot the two times that I actually did the thing that you said I never did, like, that just makes people not want to try at all to improve because it's like, who cares? They don't even notice when I do do it. So might as well not even try. So just steer clear of those kinds of words that create a pattern of the behavior. Just stick with the one thing that they did that triggered you. So he didn't take the trash out yesterday. That triggered you. Don't say you never take the trash out. Just say it triggered me yesterday when you didn't take the trash out. Now, after you had your discussion and maybe you spent some time thinking of the solution or things that you can do better, don't expect it to be improved immediately. We all know that it's really difficult to adopt new habits and it might take multiple tries for somebody, first of all, to remember all the stuff that you guys talked about and to make a change in the way that they're acting. So just try not to be super reactive if it comes up again, just bring it up again, like, hey, remember how we talked about blah, 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 and then regroup and try again. And slowly, you'll be dealing with the issue less and less. And remember, all the while you guys are changing things in the way that you behave, also always do your own inner work. And let me just share a few resources for dealing with some of those things that are triggered inside of us. The first is Byron Katie's Four Questions and Turnarounds. So if you want to learn more about that, read her book, Loving What Is. You can find it on Amazon. The second is Noah L. Kreef's Five-Step Process for Bringing You to the Present Moment. I've personally read his book like three times. <laughs> so actually, I think my 20th episode is going to be about lessons that I've learned from him because his five-step process has been really great in helping me overcome my own insecurities and things inside of me that were triggered in my relationship and just in general in life by external circumstances. And I'll definitely link those two. And then other ways that you might do your own inner work is just by watching videos on YouTube on the subject that you're struggling with, listening to a podcast episode, or reading a book that could help you, like the two I named before, or maybe something more specific to what you're going through. All right, so at the beginning of this episode, I promised you guys I would read you my answer on Cora. that as I look at it now, it has... 22.1 thousand views and 898 upvotes. So I posted that yesterday morning. I'm like so shocked. 
Um, so let me read it to you. The question was, what is the cutest thing your significant other has ever done for you? A few weeks ago, I cut straight across bangs. My hairdresser messed it up. They were too thick, too choppy. They were kind of uneven. I texted my boyfriend, she fucked up my hair, and I went to work. I was pretty busy, so I didn't text him for a while. He wrote sev several messages asking if I was okay and for me to send a photo. Lunchtime came around, and guess who drove all the way to my work during his lunch hour? My boyfriend arrived, and I was pleasantly surprised. But then I remembered my ugly haircut and tried to cover my bangs. You're just here to look at it, I exclaimed kind of jokingly. He said, I was worried you never texted me back and said she messed up your hair. I know I always get anxious after a subpar fresh haircut. Instead of having a lunch break, he drove over to my work to check on me. And my hair. If I'm on the phone with him while looking for an iPad at Best Buy, he is on the internet looking for the best price so I can price match at the store. When I worked at Levi's taking inventory until 11 p.m. at night for 10 hours, he was outside waiting for me so I didn't have to drive home an hour on the bus. When I texted him how hungry I was at work, he surprised me with a bowl of quinoa. And most importantly, if somebody screws up my haircut, we have both just been compromised. If it's important to me, he automatically makes it important to him. And that's just one thing I love about my boyfriend. So we got several comments on my answer that I wrote and my boyfriend has been reading them and his ego is like exploding right now because it's just a bunch of women telling me that I should marry him. So I actually want to read you some funny ones. Somebody wrote, hi Amber, great lines, very touching, just one request. Due to the ups and downs of life, don't leave him. Men of this category are short in supply. My brother-in-law is one of them. Be happy, stay blessed. <laughs> love him i'm so glad you appreciate these things about him wishing you all the best forevermore don't let him go ever he's a keeper hold tight to that one marry that guy <laughs> so i shouldn't have showed my boyfriend the comments because now he knows how many girls would die to marry him Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this episode was helpful to you. If you have a few extra minutes, please do leave me a review on iTunes or wherever else you're listening. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye.